From the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, this is Nebraska FarmCast. I'm Ryan Evans. On its surface, a cooperative grocery store may look no different from any local market, with aisles of food, perishable departments, and checkout registers. But behind the scenes, cooperatives are not run like a typical grocery store. They're owned and controlled by their users, who in turn benefit from keeping the business running. For more on the basic functions of cooperative groceries and their benefits to rural communities, I'm joined now by Cindy Holden, a cooperative development specialist with the Nebraska Cooperative Development Center here at UNL. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Ryan. As I mentioned, cooperative grocery stores are user-owned, so can you just start by explaining what that means and how it's different from a typical grocery store? Well, when we talk about a cooperative, we say it's user-owned, user-controlled, and benefits the user, which is a little different than a regular grocery store because a regular grocery store is usually owned by an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, or even an individual. Those typical grocery stores, those who own the store, may not necessarily be the people that use the store, and the people that use the store may not control the store. So when we look at a cooperatively owned grocery store, you know, user own, user control, user benefit. It's the same person that owns it, controls, and benefits from it. And I know the ownership structure for co-ops typically works through like a membership program where the users buy in at a certain level. Uh, So can you talk a little bit about that and who can become a member at most co-ops and get involved? When we talk about a co-op, we talk about it being a voluntary and open membership. By that, we mean you can volunteer to be a member. You don't have to be a member to shop at the store. You know, think of Sam's Club. In order to shop at Sam's, you have to have a membership. To shop at your local cooperative grocery store, you simply have to walk in the door and buy groceries. Now, that said, anyone who wants to be a member who meets the requirements of membership, which in the state of Nebraska usually means you're a resident of the state and you have the ability to purchase the membership at the cost, you can be a member. Um, Cooperatives don't discriminate based on gender, social, race, political, or religious discrimination. You know, it, it, like I said, if you're voluntary and anyone who meets the membership qualifications can be a member. So speaking about how members have control of the co-ops, can you talk about how the typical democratic structure of a co-op works and how it functions to, uh, to run the co-op? I'd be happy to. We talk about democratic member control. Um, cooperatives are democratic organizations that are controlled exclusively by their members. So actively participate in setting their policies and making decisions. When you look at a cooperative structure within the state of Nebraska, it's defined as one share, one vote. So each member of the cooperative is allowed to purchase one voting share of stock in the cooperative. Additional shares or additional investment does not give them more voting which is a little different than um, those type of entities that may be exchanged on the stock exchange. You know, the more shares of Apple, if I was that rich I owned, um, I'd have more control in the organization. But in a cooperative, I have one vote, and every member has one vote. Great, and you have a new article that is posted on our website, farm.unl.edu, and uh, you write that co-ops typically have operated with seven guiding principles. And so we've already talked about voluntary and open memberships as well as democratic member control. So can you touch quickly on the other five principles? 
Sure, I'd be happy to. The third principle of cooperation is member economic participation, which means each member contributes equally and democratically to the capital of the cooperative. So like I just said, we each buy one share. Our cost per share is the same no matter what my ability to purchase is. So we all have the same investment within the cooperative. Cooperatives, cooperatives are autonomous organizations that are controlled exclusively by their members. They can enter into agreements with other organizations, including government entities, and even get loans from banks. But they do so with the approval of all members, not just a few. Cooperatives also provide education and training for their members, as well as their managers and employees to ensure that they understand what it means to be a cooperative and how they can be a part of the cooperative. Uh, the sixth principle, um, cooperation among cooperatives. Cooperatives serve their members and also work within the cooperative movement locally, nationally, regionally, and internationally. There's quite a few cooperatives that work together. The, what, the two that we're probably the most familiar with in Nebraska, one is Ace Hardware, which is a cooperative of hardware store owners. And the other is Lando Lake, which is a cooperative made up of dairy producers. And then the seventh principle, concern for communities. Because cooperatives tend to begin within a community, they look to their, making sure that the policies and the way they do work benefits their community. And that's really important when we talk about the grocery stores that we work with here in Nebraska. They're small community-owned stores in rural communities, and they exist to provide access to food for their members and their community, but they also exist to provide jobs and economic growth within their community. Great. And so you just touched on a couple of reasons why right, right there, but can you maybe talk a little bit more about the benefits of a successful cooperative grocery store? Yeah. You know, when we're talking rural Nebraska, which most of us have at one time lived in rural Nebraska with the exception of the few that, Lincoln and Omaha, but most of us, I'm in Kearney. So, you know, I'm out here in the middle of the state. When we look at community-owned stores and specifically community-owned grocery stores, one thing they do is they preserve the town's local character. You know, it's a business that is part of the community. The owners, the employees are part of the community. And it really helps preserve that community's character. Local ownership also allows the community to have a say in decisions that are made within the business. A cooperative store also helps the members of the community understand the economics that go into running a store. You know, it's not just about having the right brand of toilet paper. It's about having toilet paper, period, or the ability to buy milk or produce or meat without traveling outside of your community. Communities own stores, generate sales tax revenue into rural communities, as well as by providing jobs, create income tax, and then investment within the community. Those stores can also complement other local businesses. We work in communities where the grocery store and the hardware store kind of work hand in hand. Um, the grocery store buys all of their paint, paper goods through the hardware store, and the hardware store supports them. You know, it, it's kind of building a Main Street movement. And then finally, and probably most importantly, Having a grocery store in your community simply provides access to food within your community for all citizens. 
Right. Very good. And do you have an idea of how many co-ops exist across the state? Um, last time we checked, there were currently about 160 active co- cooperatives registered across the state of Nebraska. Um, and these are all types of co-ops, you know, your local co-op that sells fertilizer, the grocery stores we work with, um, just a variety of different groups. A lot of them, you know, those in the, in the ag communities are all very familiar with co-ops. You know, for most of us, that was our first exposure to a co-op. Mm-hmm. From the NCDC perspective, in the last 20 years, we have worked with about 170 groups. We have 60 of them forming um, officially as some type of a co-op of a entity. Several of those were nonprofits, some were LLCs. And as of today, 15 of those that formed are actively as actively operating as a cooperative. And we are working right now with three more groups that we expect to form as a cooperative by the end of this year. Wow, that's really great. And can you tell folks how to get in touch with the Nebraska Cooperative Development Council if they are interested in... uh, so if someone is interested in getting involved with their local co-op or perhaps starting a new venture, what should they do? Sure. Um, the easiest way to get a hold of the Nebraska Cooperative Development Center is simply to go to our webpage, um, which is ncdc.unl.edu. Um, our contact information, um, there's an email link as well as a phone number, or you can click on the page that says our team and it'll you know, everyone that works here, you can give us a call. Um, both Charlotte and myself are very happy to answer your phone calls. Um, my number specifically, if you'd like to give me a call, is 308-293-6417. You know, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to share information with you, hear your story, and see how we can work together. Great. Well, Cindy Holden is a cooperative development specialist with the Nebraska Cooperative Development Center, and you can find them online again at ncdc.unl.edu. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ryan. This has been Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.